to another episode of Let's Talk Deer, brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoors, owned by Mr. John O'Brien. John's a Midwestern guy. He's around the Midwestern, Wisconsin area. He's been an agronomist uh, for over 29 years. So he knows seed, he knows soil, and he knows what white-tailed deer need. John has a large seed company, Grandpa Ray Outdoors, but also he's in educating. He's one of the best educators seminar platform speaker uh, communicator for soil water and cover the soil brings the food the water hydrates and the cover keeps them safe so that's what whitetail needs so any questions at all about seed go to grandparayoutdoors.com let's talk deer does receive compensation from grandpa ray outdoors for mentioning him on my show Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Deer, and we got an alumni with us, Christopher Joe. Now, Christopher lives down in Alabama, and uh, he's a fourth-generation cattle rancher down there at Joe's Black Angus Farm. But a few years ago, uh, Christopher and I chit-chatted about um, the future, and he's got an entrepreneurial bent. Uh, He does have a full-time job with the Department of Agriculture as a conservationist down in Alabama, but he he started to think about what can I do? How can I diversify my property? And that's what we're going to talk about because I know thousands of my listeners are hearing or doing food plots right now and habitat and they're spending money and having all these people come in, but they don't realize what else they have going on. And so Christopher's going to share what he's going on because he hunts turkey and deer and and rabbits and and been doing that for a long time but he took a look at his property and said hmm i think there's more to the story here so christopher joe it's just a pleasure to have you on let's talk deer glad to be back so Uh, tell me the story well yeah we're uh basically a uh multi-generational black angus cattle farm in Newburn, Alabama. So we are a cow-calf operation with two main herd bulls. So each bull has his own herd. So roughly probably 70, 70 to 75 we usually keep as our brood cattle going through the year. So we sell calves and also right now with the way the market is, we're getting more requests for steers. So <laughs> we're trying to get some of those ready, those young bulls, we already done clipped them and did the business to them. And now a year, two years from now, they'll be ready for putting in the freezer, putting on the plate. So that's one of the ways that, you know, we changed in this new uh, Corona situation with the beef market. So that's a good way to diversify for farmers uh, that raise cattle is to look into, you know, selling person to person, not so much relying on the market or selling at a uh, stock stockyard. So we've identified people that we sell to uh, and we usually do it like that. So that kind of helped get us through. We weren't hit so hard um, with the shutdown and everything. So we did pretty good. Matter of fact, we sold all the ones that we had to sell. So right now we're just in a restocking phase. But um, <clears throat> I started uh, looking around to see what other landowners were doing. And we have 200 acres 
Uh, we raise our own hay, so we cut hay, bale hay, and uh, we do have a contract with a local farmer that we sell some of our excess hay to him. So we have the hay, but there's also one, something that I wanted to do in addition to, and that's when I reached out to the University of Alabama Tourism Department and a gentleman that came down to the farm and helped. And he started with the idea or premise of turning our property into an ag tourist. So ag tourism, basically using your property as a means to lure other people into activities that they want to do. And bird watching was the main thing that came out of that. So he hooked me up with the uh, our local Audubon, our Audubon chapter in Alabama. And two of their representatives came down, rode the property with us, and they were like, how can we be a partner with you to come on private land and bring our members and other fellow birders on your property? And the funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing about it is that he was like, for years, we've been actually watching you guys from the highway cutting and baling your hay and watching the birds follow because I don't know how many of you know, you know, the hay process. But when you cut hay and you got grass that's high, insects are in it. And so when we're coming by with the tractor, I mean, it's like popcorn behind us. And the swallowtail kite is our main bird that we uh, draw to the property during those times. So from we're starting cutting hay, let's say we cut Mother's Day. So we'd started some last month and it'll go to the end of summer. The swallowtail kite usually come and they're following behind us. I mean, it's like aerial. I mean, it's just going everywhere, catching the insects, eating them in the air. They don't even land. They just come swoop them, go up. You can see them munch on them, munch on them. And they're back again, coming back around and at one time, I think we've had at least 10 to 12 behind us uh, following us, and that's been a, a major draw. So we were able to host at least 130 people down at our property because of that draw of that bird. So they brought a tour bus, and we just had a full day. We you know, catered a meal for everyone, and it just turned into a great day. So I think that's diversifying the property and understanding what your property is. There is uh, different people out there that can direct you into, you know, possible things that you can do on your property. So without me talking to the uh, tourist guy uh, from the tourism department, you know, I, I probably would have been still spending my wheels, but I met with him September. I started my business October of 18 and we had our first tour February the second weekend in February that was my first tour and it's been successful ever since then so I mean yeah July the 20th of 19 was our largest event that we had so diversifying the property yes we can still deer hunt yes you can still turkey hunt you can still do all the things you normally do but adding that component to where, you know, you can allow people to come and do events like that or bird. I mean, I've had just one person come this past Sunday and all he wanted to do was take pictures. He had a good camera with him and he just said, like, I just wanted to bird watch and take pictures. 
and he paid and we just we treated him like we had a whole group of people and just that that knowledge of knowing your property knowing where things are getting that person to him and then he was able to see his target bird because it was a summer tanager that he was wanting to get a picture of so the bird is about bright yellow it's like it'll put you in the mind frame of a cardinal but it's brighter and a lot more sleek than that so we had one going back and forth over our heads and i mean he just like it was a kid in the candy store so just helping people to get those kind of little victories like that and then also getting just getting people outdoors because i think a lot of us are we get lulled into our routine and we, we stop going outside like we used to i mean just sitting out on the porch a lot of people kind of got away from that so i'm doing my part in trying to get people outdoors uh you feel a lot better you get your vitamin d for the day you you can kind of relax a little bit decompress um and I think a lot of people need to decompress because it's, I mean, you, you, you're tense and you don't even know it. So going outside, just taking a breath. And that's been one of the, the ways I can kind of sell what we do there is that it's a break from, from the normal. You're reconnecting back with nature. Uh, there's car sounds. There's not a, a highway buzzing. You don't hear cars all day long. I can take you somewhere and drop you off. I mean, it's just you and whatever nature sounds out there. So uh birds and even at night uh if you're not too scared to stay that late and when the sun goes down the the owls start and i mean i don't know how many of you been in the deep woods and the owls start sounding off it looks sound like a horror movie but you're you know you're fine so we just been doing that and i think that's the biggest thing that we can uh showcase is that we're a small small little piece of the puzzle that if other landowners kind of private landowners can kind of get with that, they can see the benefits of, of doing ag tourism on their property. Uh, Cause you got your people that sells uh, your pick and pay, uh, pick and pay places like your blueberry. I know a lady that does blueberry patches and she lets people come pick their blueberries and they pay and, but they make a day out of it or they make some, you know, family moments. The kids are out picking uh, strawberry lady does strawberries also so these are kind of ag tourist diversifying means to property so if you know that you have a uh, even wildflowers people uh, plant life that's a big thing because we're looking at doing um some native grasses and native grasses in alabama you know is a prairie type habitat so getting back to a natural more natural uh environment a lot of different animals and, and plant life comes out of that too. So people have different hobbies that, you know, I like one lady, she just said, I just like looking at flowers. Well, if you have a patch of uh, a food plot, you can easily say, well, let me just make this a wild flower area and plant a variety of native grasses and see what happens. Uh, the industry where people, you know, sunflowers, a lot of people made a bunch of money just because people like to do photo shoots in sunflower uh, fields. So identify kind of what what your property is. Get somebody if you don't know, get somebody that can kind of assist you in, in finding out what your property uh, capabilities are.
So if somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip, how do they do that? Well, you can reach me uh, by email, birdsandnaturetours at gmail.com. And I can get you the link to all my other means, but that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. It's just email me and say, hey, I'm interested in the tour. Then I'll shoot you the website. I'll shoot you my Instagram page so and YouTube channel as well. So I'm I'm operating all of those. So I don't ask me if I find the time to do all that in a full-time job and one-year-old child in the next day. So... I'm finding time for it, but it's it's been a passion that I, I know that um, a lot of people appreciate. And so when I talk to people and tell them about that stuff, they say, oh, I, I think I can do something like that on my place. And I'm just about helping people because I've been through it. I, I didn't spin my wheels a lot because I identified who knew what early, and that kind of helped me along faster. So from four months time I was hosting tours and not a whole year later doing something and waiting. So uh, I kind of hopped right in there and got it going. And now all I'm doing is just basically promoting and marketing and saying, Hey, I'm here. We've had others come, come on down too. And all the social distancing, trust me, we can put you somewhere on the property <laughs> that I'm, I really can get you six feet apart from a lot of people. So, uh, you don't have to worry about that. You told me on the Facebook Live segment that you had a tour bus and there was like a hundred some people. We had a uh, the Alabama Autobahn uh, wanted to do a we we were in a region in Alabama called the Black Belt. That's mainly because due to the rich soils, black dark soils are, is pretty much grows anything you want to. So we wanted to come up with a a tour that showcased birding and that's when we put together or they put together uh, the, the first and we were supposed to have one in July of this year but due to the corona we had to pause that but we're still kind of doing smaller groups just not a large uh, but they brought a uh, they rented a tour bus got a tour guide I mean uh, the tour bus brought 125 people down to our farm so they pulled up in a tour bus and there was a train of cars so those that wasn't on the bus they drove so probably we had 130 people down at our farm at, at one time and we had a demonstration for them to where we got a chance to make the birds uh, the swallowtail kite and the mississippi kite come while they were there and i mean it just was like a magic trick so that we left us a plot in our uh, hay field that we didn't cut down so dad started up the tractor did a couple of passes and it's something about the sound of a tractor i don't know what draws them in and and you just start seeing them coming slow coming down coming down and then they're just behind the tractor catching insects catching insects and we had people on the fence line just watching and they were just amazed that they're seeing this right in front of them and some of those birds i mean they're they're not a teeny bird so they, they can see them swooping and dive bombing and catching the insects eating them and a couple of the photographers there share some pictures with me and i mean i was it was amazing it really was so i usually drive in the uh the uh, tractor with the uh we have an 18 foot trailer 
that we use to uh, get you around on the property. So you can walk if you like. Uh, all our trails are bush hog, uh, natural trails to where there's not, you know, it's not a rock based uh, road system. Everything is a natural as natural can get. There's no large vehicles driving around on the trails. It's just a tractor and a gator, uh, four by four, what we have, uh, John Deere gator. And that's about the only vehicle that we have that rides around the property because we want to keep it to where, you know, we're not dirt riding, uh, mud riding, cutting up the property because that, that would take away from what, what we're trying to do there. So uh, besides the cows, that's the only thing that's down in, in, uh, in and around the property. So we have people, we take them on, the, they get on the trailer, we ride them to their spots. Um, and when you come, you have a map. I provide you a map of the property with all the trails on it. So if you want to strike out on your own, you can. Uh, and I'll say I'm usually get there early in the morning anyway. So if you want to book your tour for if you just want to do three hours, that's fine. If you want to do uh, afternoon, that's fine. So I'm, I'm flexible with anything because when I come down there, I come down there to uh, to work and then allow others to see what we enjoy because we enjoy the property. And that's another thing that I want people to, or landowners, I want them to get the idea of you enjoy the property. You grew up, let's just say you grew up on a farm and even just strictly cows. Uh, I know a couple of people that just do cow uh, feedings. Uh, people can come and be a farm hand for a day, uh, stuff like that. So if, you, if you're not, you know, if you're willing to, to put it out there that you're open to the public or, you know, open to the public by way of uh, booking a tour, then I think you should go for it because it's it will it will make you see other people in a way that you didn't know those kind of things. Because, I mean, I knew about birds, but I didn't know that there were people that travel worldwide to come and look at birds or people that you know, travel for hours to get to your property to see a certain bird. So once they started showing me that that was possible, then I was all ears. And I was like, this is going to work, Chris, this is going to work. And it's, it worked. When that, when that tour bus rolled up and all those people got off, I said, okay, I think we, I think we work it. I think we're working. And what does it cost them? So what do those people have uh, to pay? You can, you can pay 25 for uh, three hours. And if you want to go more than that, is 40 bucks and you could just hang around the entire day. Uh, if you want lunch, there's a place not 10 minutes from our farm that you can, you know, go get lunch if you want to come back for afternoon time. So you can go from morning to noon or from noon to dark. So you, you could pick and choose what you want to do. Now you said you will cater. Now you charge for that catering too? Uh, normally we cater only for the large uh, groups and large events, but for individuals, we, we're normally, uh, will kind of bring you to, uh, a spot in Greensboro that normally we take people to on, you know, for lunch. So you, they can come and, you know, get lunch at a local place, see what local stuff is around and then come back if they want to finish up, uh, an afternoon. So we make So does better. that $25 for a large group, does that cover lunch or not? Oh yeah, that that'll do it for lunch. I mean, if a large group comes and they're, you know, most of what the Audubon folks did, they just paid us as their 
uh, or from their organization, and that and then they pay for the meal. So the organization okay. paid for the meal. Mm -hmm. And that's a good well, that way to do good. it. So if the large, if a group or a school group wants to come, uh, you know, we'll just say, hey, we have a caterer that, you know, they just pay them and they provide the food. Great. And now, again, good. how does how does somebody get a hold of connecting with birds of nature? They can how come they get a hold and of uh, they can email me is the easiest way at birds and nature tours at gmail.com. And that's I can get you all the other uh, social media pages because social media right now has really been my saving grace because I made more connections that way than I mean, even with the website, you still don't reach the amount of people that you think if you would, you know, without social media and social media has been sure. great, great to me. So I use that often so people can follow along. I do post often. I post pictures of of what we do down at the farm. I do have a YouTube channels also that go along with it. So you can come in and matter of fact, we're having a, uh, I just completed a virtual tour. We hadn't released it just yet, but the Autobahn, I did it for the Autobahn Society. And they're going to release that video here next week or so. So it's about eight minutes, a virtual tour. I have drone footage uh, of aerials of the property. So we have a drone footage. We have uh, nice pictures. We have actual tours. I recorded people, uh, bird sounds. So I'm just, I'm covering the whole spectrum. So even if you're saying, well, I want to see what those guys do down there. I made it available virtual tour. So you feel free to, to watch that when it does come out and, uh, I'll shoot that link to Mr. Bruce. So, uh, you know, he can post it as well. So y'all can come back in another week or two and, and watch that entire video. And I, Guarantee you're gonna say, man, they, I think I want to come down there and see what they got going on. So we'll take care. Well, I'm I'm thinking I, I, of course, couldn't go turkey hunting this year. I had an invite to Montevallo or Montevallo. Yeah, Montevallo. Yeah. Montevallo University mm -hmm. of, and I know William Crawford, Mr. William Crawford over there, and he invited me down, yeah. and then I was gonna go fly into Birmingham, go down see him at Montevallo and then go up see Josh Honeycutt up in Kentucky and hunt both of those states in the same week, mm. you know, three days and three days and couldn't do it. Really a bummer. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to turkey hunt this year. I didn't really? at all. I didn't at all. And I saw turkeys and I did, I, I saw you're covered up I, with turkeys. I saw them and didn't even get a chance to go. I was just that busy getting getting business stuff situated and making connections that I I ain't even get a chance to go, man. But I'm guaranteed I'm 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 gonna go next year and deer hunt. Well, always, you better I because. All right. What's that? Well, I said you better because I'm thinking seriously about you know coming down down there for a few days. Now, how far hey. is uh, Montgomery from from Birmingham? Uh, you can, matter of fact, it'd probably be easier if you fly in, uh, fly into Birmingham and then from yeah. Birmingham to our farm is, uh, two hours, barely two. Well, so you're not from the, that from far from Montevallo. No, uh, Montevallo on the other side, you know, that's easy to get to from us. Yeah. All right. Everything's close. I'm not saying we're, we're in a section that if you get to Birmingham, 
Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Demopolis, Montevallo, all that in the same little space in, in the state. So you're pretty much going to be around everybody. Huh. How many turkeys can you get in Alabama? I, I think they I still, I think you're supposed to get one per day. I mean, you. I don't think they'd let you do like a one per day doubling up yeah yeah i mean you can't i mean if you get tags but you're normally um private property i mean we when we see them we we shoot them yeah and like i said no i i get that last one to get one yeah yeah Yeah. but if you're hunting you know on somebody else you know you probably got to get a purchase a tag or something to do that yeah all right so let's talk about the world of birding a lot of a lot of deer hunters you know, have heard about birders, and you and I talked before, you know, they travel mm-hmm. worldwide. Their optics are, you know, as expensive as a Matthews bow I'm or telling you. I'm a, a, Ruger, a Ruger rifle or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's it's astounding what these people, and they also travel worldwide just to go see one bird. They do put not them in their mind. Book. They do not mind at all, and that's mainly what kind of let me know that it was going to be a success because I can on our property let's say you come in the spring in the same area I can take you by the upper creek area let you walk around that section upper spring you'll see different birds you can come back again summer you'll see different birds come back in the fall and you're going to see different birds so that's three different opportunities for one person to come visit. So if you say, I, I want to spend all day $40 and they're going to come back three times. So you're getting money from one person three different times. And a lot of people come back multiple times. I've had uh, one guy and he works, he works with him. So we don't charge him, but uh, he's been down on our property by <laughs> so often he about can do the tours for me. That's how often he's been down. But he says, I, you know, coming in the winter, it's been different. He's heard some stuff that he never heard before in the winter down here or didn't know that they were in, the, in that part of the country. So the, the professional birders, even the novice people, when they find out area and uh, we're on eBird as well, it's a uh, it's a website that you can log in your bird counts. Uh, but we're on there as bird and nature tours on eBirds. So if anybody is birder and wants to, you know, we're a hotspot on. So if you put in hotspot and put in birds and nature tours, we'll pop up. So that way you can kind of check in. And uh, we have a lot of people that do that. So when they we go to lunch and we'll tally who seen what, you know, somebody will be the designated logger and they'll log in the birds and how many they saw. So that's a good, good way to to kind of bump up somebody and say, well, what birds are in your area? And then they can just pull up that list and they can see what birds have been on that or been sighted on that property. So I'm I'm real proud of that because that has to get approved from the uh, eBirds people. So you, you really just can't say, hey, this spot right here, I'm burning here and you need to name it. So you got to get approved for that. So they they approved us and we're listed on there on their website. Now, when people, you know, keep logs and, and do all that, you know, that's great. Do they write reviews for you too? Well, I, I haven't started that, even though I do have a website, I haven't done the reviews section just yet. 
and I'm I'm researching whether or not I want to worry about uh, TripAdvisor. I do have a contact that you know can get me on there, but for right now, what I'm doing, I mean, I can I can be booked, you know, as often as I want to go home and and do it. So, and once this virus lets up, I really have a lot of people that already kind of say, "Hey, we're coming." So, I would be I don't know if I would be overwhelmed with it, but uh, what I'm doing right now is, is working. So just All right. it from the people and, and seeing you know, their pictures. And normally they share their pictures with me uh, of what they took. And I usually do kind of goodie bags and uh, giveaways and stuff for people too. And my brother's an artist, so he'll come on the large ones and he has uh, bird art that he sells. And I have... Well, I had, but I sold it out. So um, I do sketch art. So I have sketch art there to sell, and then he does uh, his thing too. So and t-shirts. So we we have some merchandise that I have to get back restocked. But for right now, you know, we're we're gonna restock later on. But it's pretty good right now. So I sold out what I had. So that's that's another good positive that a lot of people can look at. If you get your um, get your business going, there's merchandise that people want to support you and i've been seeing that a lot here lately to where you know people you know want to support a business that um they feel strongly about so they'll say hey can i do you got something i can buy and i said yeah i have some postcards and i mean they were gone like that so it's been pretty That's good great. pretty interesting yeah, yeah it is and and to go back you know it's the same 200 acres fourth generation and now diversification and um, tourism, diversification, ag tourism, and yes. um, it works, folks. Here's living proof. Christopher Joe is living proof of what it you works. can do with your property with a little, not a lot, with a little work. And the thing is, we didn't do any infrastructure building. We didn't. We didn't have to clear any land for this. We didn't build anything. It's basically just what we had. Only thing we actually do is bush hog. So just think about, I mean, just think about deer hunting and how much money you spend deer hunting, prepping for deer hunting from the cameras to the seeds, to the fertilizer, the ATV, if you use ATV, the plow, all that stuff, how much that cost? And you were like, well, man, how can I offset some of these costs? And you have a trail system through your property and that, you know, you can set up a ground blind, make a shallow water area and you have wood ducks show up. Uh, I mean, we walked up on mallards and wood ducks. That's like, you know, anything walking down through the woods, shallow water works. Um, you can ditch up something and make a shallow pond. So but we we really did come out on top because we didn't have to buy anything but the trailer. And I got that uh, out of a place, uh, Lone Wolf Trailers, as a matter of fact, who built the custom trailer for us. So we can do our um, educational parts that where it's non-slip, uh, actually made like a platform almost on it too. So you can, and the uh, spring-loaded gate. So it's an 18-foot trailer, you know, wood bottom and uh, heavy-duty tires to where, you know, suspension is good. So you can ride around and not bump yourself to death, but... We really, really do like that. So that's the only major purchase that we made for birding 
and uh, doing the nature stuff, but you really don't have to have that. But I did that just to set myself aside from anybody else that's saying they're hosting bird tours. Like, yeah, we host them, but you got to walk all the entire way and then you got to walk back. So I can say, well, I got a trailer that I can take you down there through that, save you some steps to where you can use that energy for birding. Then when you're done, hop back on and I can take you back to the to your car. And a lot of people appreciate that, especially in Alabama. I mean, hot summers. I'm, I, I can't even say I'm used to it because it, it just gets unbearable sometimes. But most of the time people will, will start at nine, uh, nine o'clock and go to about noon almost. And the birds kind of quiet down around noon or something. But if you get there, um, <laughs> we did a six o'clock, six a.m. to nine thirty, and it was it was overcast that day. But on normal six from six to nine thirty, and you'll hear all kind of birds and see all kind of birds. And we walked up on deer too. So wildlife is is always around, it's depending on how you know quiet you are, because. We walked, you know, 80 yards of three does, and they were just was like, hey, who are, <laughs> normally nobody's back here. So they kind of just was hopping along pretty, pretty light. But yeah, that's a good way that I'm just pleased with, you know, where we came from. And like I said, working with you and knowing you this long, you know, it's just like we never left. But I remember first talking to you and saying, hey, you know, what can we do can i you know get on your show and kind of just try to get my name out there and from that time till now i mean we've been we've been rocking and rolling well i'm glad we had a little part in that so why don't you give your closing statement and we'll call this a show well basically i just want everybody to to kind of get the idea in their minds that nature and going outdoors is something that the whole family can do uh, we've had kids, and matter of fact, my uh, she was maybe six months at the time. She was she was there, and she likes going outside too. So we have her around now. She'd be she'll be one on Saturday, but Mother's Day she was outside watching us cut hay and bale hay. So from the youth till, and I didn't canvas who was the oldest person uh, that was at on my last tour. And also people with, you know, disabilities, I can still offer my property to really anybody and everyone because we make it available for them that, well, I can't walk really good. Okay, well, I have a trailer that I can get you around. Well, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to step up on something. Well, I got a spring-loaded gate that comes all the way down and you can just wheel your wheelchair up if you want to. So that's that's the thing that I want people to get in their minds about outdoors that anybody can come outdoors. Outdoors should be open for anybody. There shouldn't be any stipulations to um, enjoying what, what God has created. And I think everybody can get outside and get some, some good feeling because just to walk around the block or something, you can, you feel a little bit better than staying cooped up in a house. So I just want folks to see what we have. Uh, you don't have to be a professional birder. You don't have to be a professional horticulturist that you know what a, every little tree or plant was. Just come and look, come and enjoy. And then you'll hear the cows too and you might get a chance to feed them. So we do have a lot of things down there that you can, can get. And uh, there's some history down there too. So you can listen to the stories we have, listen to how we came up 
how my father came up and um, just what we try to do down there. So I just want everybody to check me out, uh, email me. I do respond back real quick. Uh, I check my emails often, so I'll respond back. We can chat about things. If you got questions about property, uh, habitat improvements, uh, like I said, I, I do work for the Department of Agriculture and, and we have an office in every state and office in every county just about. So wherever you are and you need some assistance with uh, coming up with a plan for your property, you know, I can uh, connect you with that person and then they can go from there. So if you're looking to replant trees, uh, we help with that, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I'm not going to talk on behalf of the agency, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So in my That's professional great. capacity, I can help with that. Thank you. Thank you. One more time. How does somebody reach you? Reach me at birdsandnaturetours at gmail.com. And with that, Chris or Joe, let's not wait uh, a few years to go no. by. And I'm going to stay in touch with you because I'm planning doing some turkey hunting next year. And hey. uh, you're on my list. Hey, I got a bed and breakfast person that uh, can put you up and host you once you get down there. That When you wake up in the morning, you're about 45 minutes from our farm. So I, I'll take care of you. I know you will. Okay, brother. Right, okay, Thanks. love you, man. Bye-bye.